Welcome to another episode of Texas Steampunk Connection. I'm Flavio. And I'm Fax. And we are coming to you from a mysterious location in Austin today. This is the same... We're always... Well, they don't know where that is, so it's mysterious. Mysterious. <laughs> As of this recording, this is the day before the 4th of July by the time you hear it. It'll be after the 4th of July, so it all works out to be... Happy, Happy 4th of July! America! Hell yeah! America! <laughs> So, I guess we should probably get started like we normally do, and we'll start going down the list of events So what's coming up. Yes, yes. I think the first thing we should mention is the Sultan's Feast. That's in July 16th in San Marcos. Um, it's, it's like a two weeks from now? Yeah. That's the next thing coming up on the list. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, we'll, we'll probably record another one before this before this happens, but just yeah, in case. Like you'll be hearing it, like, as it's happening. So, right. Uh, Sultan's Feast in San, San Marcos is a, a belly dance event. Um, yeah, because it's a belly dance and dinner. <laughs> not technically steampunk, but I, I've always enjoyed belly dance, and I enjoy it even more since I can dress up as steampunk. Um, and, you know, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. Uh, oh, wait, we, we missed before that. Coming up, coming up on the 10th, the weird sister pop-up that you were talking about. Oh, oh at the Vortex Theater. Uh, yeah, so on a regular basis, they have uh, sort of a, um, which is a bizarre, uh, bizarre or, or a, a Wiccan uh, craft market, mm-hmm. and they have one of those coming right. up. Right. Also not very steampunk, but, you know, it's always fun to dress up to as well. <laughs> sure, sure. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're a good b- bunch of, of folks, and uh, walking around in a top hat uh, doesn't seem entirely out of place. Yeah. I barely even get second looks, which is why I wear the top hat, so people can look at me. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so that's July 10th. That's the Weird Sister pop-up, and that's uh, next weekend. And then the weekend after that is the Sultan's Feast, dinner and belly dance. So if you like uh, Middle Eastern music, uh, uh, Mediterranean food, uh, so healthy. Yeah, delicious. (laughs) Um... Yeah, well, it's always a good time. Just any kind of most belly dance shows are pretty good. And I'm looking at the list here. We know several people who are interested in going. One of them is actually a belly dancer. <laughs> oh, good. That's a good. <laughs> yeah, don't know if she's in the show, but she's she's thinking of being there. Okay, Let's see what else we got. We got um, the steampunk ball in New Orleans on the 23rd. I mm-hmm. don't personally plan to go to New Orleans, but if you're out in that direction, or New Orleans, if you like. <laughs> Or if you uh, like traveling. It did sound like a, a, a fun event. Um, if you're, you're closer than we are to New Orleans, <laughs> uh, definitely worth worth checking out. Yep, it's at the Howlin' Wolf, New Orleans. Um, it's on St. Peter Street. What's going on? What is going on there? Hosted by, there you are. Live steampunk music, fashion performance, um, defense... There's all kinds of people performing. Defense. Well, the D E F E N Z defends. <laughs> Maybe that's a. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Special guest DJ Mr. Automatic from Chicago. Never heard of him. Maybe he's good. Photo booths and more. I mean, there's just it's just a whole it's a whole ball. It's a whole lot of stuff going on. Looks like a lot of entertainment. Um, they got cocktails, of course. Can't have a steampunk ball without cocktails. And that's uh, Saturday, July thir- July twenty third. <laughs> oh, we we were skipping ahead. So we oh, did we? Mention, we missed uh, I'm sorry. Well, third Tuesday. Oh right, um, right. 
My bad. At, at uh, Sherlock's Pub uh, in Austin, we always have a, a meetup mm -hmm. uh, at Sherlock's. We don't have a theme for this event uh, that I know of or that we've picked out. Right, last last theme was board games, right? Right, right, and that, that went off really well. Uh, we had a number of people from the Austin Geeks and Gamers group uh, join us. A lot of people brought games. There were more yeah. games than people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had a really good time. So I think it we're going good. to nice little fun time. do the, the uh, gaming theme uh, you know, once a quarter, maybe. Uh, but not this month. Uh, this month we're doing I don't know what. But we're going to be there. there. We'll be there. Uh, and it's it's a, a nice social, uh, low-key. Right. That's the 19th. Uh, right. The third Tuesday. 19th. 19th. That's correct. Once again, we'll probably be recording. Ah, we'll probably be recording on the 18th. So by the time you hear it on the 18th, it'll be passed. So that's why we're bringing it up now. Yep. And I don't know. Let's see. After the steampunk, after that on the 19th, there's like, of course, that's a steampunk ball in New Orleans on the 23rd. Um, it's not really steampunk, but there's a little Texas comic book convention going on in San Antonio called Texas Comic Con. It's not the one that's coming up this next weekend. This is a different one. You mm -hmm. know. Uh, every once in a while, you know, we, we like to dress up and go to Comic Cons and as steampunk, like you know. What's the location? It's San Antonio at the. Meadow Leaf Drive, San Antonio Event Center. Yeah, the San Antonio Event Center. Okay, I'm not really exactly sure what that is, but <laughs> you know, it's not in the Mall of Americas. <laughs> right. Which All is right. where the one next weekend is going to be another little comic book get sci-fi. Actually, it's a sci-fi fest next week. You know. Yeah, you know, fandoms. Yeah, a lot of stuff going on in San Antonio recently. More, more, more stuff going on in San Antonio than Austin right now. Um, San Antonio is really coming up. I think they're getting. I think so. Pretty cool. Uh, I grew up there, and they had to get cool after I leave. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? Well, it's too it's too expensive to live in Austin anymore. So yeah, that's true. The cool kids are moving to San Antonio. I guess they have to wait for me to leave. I mean, Austin was cool when I got here, <laughs> but now I just got old. So maybe it's still cool. I just don't know it anymore <laughs> because I'm just getting old. And I guess we'll look into next month as well. So there's some there's stuff going on next month. Um, we have well, I don't. This mean this is not our cup of tea, but there's a Tinderbox sideshow. Timberbox Circus Sideshow at Elysium with the Captain Burton's Funtime Sideshow. That's Thursday, August 4th at Elysium here in Austin, Texas. It's basically Sideshow Freaks and, and Axe and, and vaudeville, and vaudeville. Uh, style uh, entertainment. Uh, Elysium is a uh, uh, usually a goth bar. Um, down on Red River near 6th Street. Mm -hmm. um, we've, had, we've had events there. Mm -hmm. um, Voltaire played there. We saw, that. We saw him there. Mm -hmm. Um, so, it, you know, if, if you're from Austin, you, you probably know the Elysium. <laughs> and and they, they're also really uh, uh, open and, and willing to work with the, the geek fandom community. I mm -hmm. saw a, a LARPers meetup at oh, Elysium yeah. uh, some few weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, they, they've had uh, steampunk-style events thanks to Russ Argo yep. uh, he's hosting. He's, he's thinking of going to this one. <laughs> um, and, and, and other cool things. So they, they really... They make an effort to to uh, be a, a network hub for uh, geekdom and fandom, even though they are, you know, a cool hip place downtown off Sixth. Uh, so it's nice of of, of them to play both sides, yeah. be accommodating to us nerdy people. Yep, they're, they're pretty, they seem to be cool people. Um, 
I don't know. I'm, I just saw this pop up on my feed. Omnicon. Video games, comics, music, anime. I mean, who knows? There may be a steampunk element. Steampunk seems to mix in with the comic comic book crowd and anime that's crowd. A, that's in Arlington. No, I'm sorry. My bad. I think it, yeah, McAllen, McAllen, which is north, north, north Texas. That's still in Texas. That's supposed to be in our purview. <laughs> we got a Texas steampunk connection. Um, I don't know if there's any steampunk going on there, but you know, like I said, we we were on occasion dressed up as steampunk and went to different conventions, sure. even though it's not a, the steampunk convention. If you are near um, Omnicon or McAllen, Texas, and you you know find that you want to be steampunk, but there's not nearly um, Things to do that are steampunk in that area. Yeah, yeah. dress up and go. Yeah, yeah. Get seen. Spread so the word. Let people know <laughs> that you're going to be there and you're going to be steampunk and, you know, invite other people to meet up with you. All right. Then next thing you know, you have a whole steampunk community. <laughs> that, that's how it works. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I didn't realize that was going to be there. I'm going to have to look into this one, see if there's anybody interesting going to be there. Because I'm, I'm, well, this is non-steampunk related, but I am currently collecting comic book artists autographs <laughs> so you know if i certain if i see a comic book artist of interest i may even decide to go what else is next there's a, there's more things next i think there's something else that weekend yeah the steampunk craft yeah this is closer to home here steampunk craft fair in wimberley yeah, yeah. that's um august 6th saturday august 6th from 9 a.m to 4 p.m this is in wimberley texas just south of austin a bit right i believe uh right right um this is a nice little Nice group of people and down in Wimberley, they're they're steampunk enthusiasts and they're looking to build their build their group. Yeah, they, they kind of just got started uh, within some months ago. At least it seemed that way to me. Yeah. Um, uh, what are they calling them? The uh, Wimberley yeah. flood gauges. That's right, Wimberley flood gauges. Uh, that's the name of their group. And uh, yeah, they they've been posting um, small events in Wimberley to. You know, get their the local group enthusiastic, yeah. and uh, they got, so they're they're they got, so close to Austin. It's, yeah, they definitely have our our. They're on our radar. I, mean, I think we're about, mm -hmm. I think we might be going to this. I, I think it's a good idea. It really is a beautiful little town. Anyway, it's very uh, cozy. Um, even in the heat of the summer, the the huge uh, cypress trees out there mm. uh, are very shady, and uh, yeah. yeah, it's a really nice uh, afternoon getaway. So yeah, we, I, I bet this will be a lot of fun. Yeah, we I think well we met some of them at the the ghost town mm -hmm, group mm -hmm. and yeah they're nice people. We're definitely gonna go out and say hello to them and see what kind of crafts they have to offer out there. I mean I'm sure I don't they're looking for vendors. I don't know if they still have vendor opening, but if you want a vendor, they have a fee of ten dollars if you want to vend. There, Which is, you know, that's, that seems real reasonable. Yeah, it's like that's <laughs> very reasonable. <laughs> Holy crap, ten dollars to vend. It's the cost of two beers in this town. <laughs> yeah. If I, I don't, it almost makes me think I wish I had something to sell. <laughs> but yeah, the Wimberley, Wimberley Steampunk Floodgate is So if you live in South Austin or South of Austin, you might want to look these people up and, you know, see what else they want to do. You know, what other kind of gatherings they have that, that they don't tell us about. But I'm sure they're, they're pretty <laughs> friendly. I'm sure they tell us. About, you know, if it's out there, they'll put, they put it up. If they haven't told us about it, it's just because Facebook is so <laughs> obnoxious that it won't show Everything, events that yeah. they've already posted. But, uh, yeah. or if you, you know, I mean, if you want to, or if, you know, if they just want looking to hang out with people outside of a big gathering or whatever, you know, maybe sure. they'll yeah, probably be definitely. interested. You know. Reach out to them, say hello. Uh, they'll get you on their list or what have you. 
Yeah, so I mean that that's August six. I think the next thing I don't know. Once again, on the the twelfth is the the Geek Fest, which I'm not. It's not really steampunk either, but there's a bunch of geeks in all different kinds of costumes. So it'd be a perfect place to dress up and show off your steampunk. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> um, Geek Fest is. Pull it up here. August twelfth to the fourteenth. In Colleen, Texas, at the Mayborn Science Theater. Um, at uh, what's the name of that college? I should be more prepared. Um, <laughs> no. Yeah, you, you, you've been this. You've been this event. I know. I know, and I know how to get there. <laughs> um, Central Texas College. Um, I just want to. I just want to say, Geek Fest is my favorite convention all year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like one. to travel, but in, in the state of <laughs> it's Texas, not that far. <laughs> which is why I'm saying, you know, I haven't been to Dragon Con. Oh yeah, or, those are far or, away. Yeah. You know, outside of Texas conventions, because it takes eight hours just to leave the state. But this is my favorite con uh, to go to that's within my distance. It's not the largest, although in the four years that I've ended there, it has significantly increased in size every year. Um, What's great about it is just to to visit costs you nothing. There's no admission fee. Uh, They do sell tickets to, like, the theater. They they do different things at the theater. I think they had Rocky Horror one year. Yeah, Rocky, and they show geeky movies uh, during the convention, too. But that's not necessary to get in and see the vendors and and, Mm -hmm. and check out things. Yeah, yeah, like I said, it's Geek Fest. So there's there's, there's all kinds of people there. There's Star Trek people. There's Star Wars people. There's medieval people. There's... And everybody There's can get in. Because anime people. It doesn't cost you anything. Yeah. Uh, another thing I like about uh, this convention, it is it shows weird things. Like I know you're familiar with all the fandoms, and, and you got your gaming rooms and your video watching mm-hmm. rooms and your vending rooms, but they have like uh, real robot demonstrations. Oh, yeah. yeah, they do. <laughs> they have a cake decorating contest. Yep. They have just. Some of those, Weird those stuff. and those cakes are awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, they they decorate like, them ahead of time sculptures. and they just display. <laughs> they <are> sculptures. <laughs> but they're, 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 uh, they they have a zombie nerf battle. Yeah, yeah. In the middle of the not in the middle of the, of the con. They have like space for it. Yeah, but zombie hunt nerf battle that, thing. That's yeah. a lot of stuff you don't normally see at your major uh, corporate conventions. That is a lot of fun. And I like that they try new things, and they're, it's you know made by fans for fans. It's totally cool. So plenty of room for, for steampunk there. Sure, yeah. In fact, a lot, the last few years I've been there, I have seen many people dressed up as steampunk there. So you know, it's great, good, great place to be seen and meet new people. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one a lot. In fact, I took I don't know if you're going to be there Friday, but I took Friday off for that <laughs> just in case. I guess I probably would better. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Friday, Saturday. It's right. Is it on Sunday as well? Uh, yes. Yeah. So, but anyway, I don't know. I just took Friday off because I could. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I'm going to be there. If you're there, I'll probably go. <laughs> and then right after that, on the 16th, the third weekend of August, is the Cross Time Cabaret is back. Um, Russ Argo is going to put on another show for us. That's uh, it's our normal third Tuesday. Yeah. Um, not at Sherlock's. Uh, when Russ Argo. Uh, Host these events, it's he a, really blows them out. It's a good show. Uh, so this is a, a cabaret night, eighteen or above. Yep. Uh, there, there, there's 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 going to be um, I forgot. 
<laughs> burlesque. That's the word I'm looking for. Beautiful ladies <laughs> dropping their trousers. Yeah, there's going to be some burlesque show. Saying. There's going to be a. We have a. We have. We've been, last few times we've had a radio play show, and I'm in it. We're going to do another one of those. It's oh, pretty really? fun. Yeah, it's like a. You know, you, you're you're on. Yes, yeah, I'm in that. Play. I'm in that radio play. I don't know what the plot's going to be. I don't know what the story's going to be because I haven't seen it. <laughs> but the last one was really cool. Yeah, uh, I miss it. I want, who, want to do who, more. Uh, who writes that show? Um, Saul Ravencraft. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's the he's the main writer. He's um, definitely got uh, the right concept for what a classic radio show sounded like. Yep. And he did a great job last time. What we're doing, yeah. So no, basically, in, yeah, the old time radio shows like The Shadow and the phantom and you know those old time radio shows that's what we're trying to that's our feel we're going, trying to go for and um i think we've been doing okay um uh, we're you know right now like i said it's um i i don't know what the next plot's going to be so come by and find out but i'm sure it'll be good that's right <laughs> but eventually what we plan to do with this one is we plan to not only do it for the for these live shows but we actually do plan to record them as a podcast and release them that way eventually when we have the time and i've been i've been pushing to let's get it going let's get it going i want to mm -hmm, do this mm -hmm. <laughs> you know but you know I, i'm not in control of it but i can, but i can just keep poking at him until we get it done definitely in the doobly-doo uh when you listen to our show yeah because i mean but you will continue to do because uh we believe in you yes i hope so us. yes our dozen listeners that we know of <laughs> Hey, our loyal, our loyal <laughs> listeners. Um, yeah, spread, spread the word. You know, I mean, if you're into steampunk, I, I don't know. I mean, I hope we're doing a good job. I'm, I'm having fun with this. Um, I know I say um a lot too. I'm gonna try to stop doing that. Um, <laughs> stop that. What's um? Um, 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 um. Right. Well, I guess right after that, be September 11th. Teapot racing in Wimberley again. <laughs> what do we say there? Uh, steam no, not the steam engines. Broken. Uh, I'm looking. I'm looking. You, you got me tongue-tied now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm hitting. I'm hitting the wrong button. Boy, this is really, really interesting stuff to listen to while we search the internet here, real quick. <laughs> oh, my mind just went blank. I lost it. I lost it. We'll, we'll edit this part out. Yeah, I don't edit. <laughs> the best editing I do is I combine stuff, but I don't take things out. I'll add, but I won't take out. Found it! I found it! I found it! The flood gauges. <laughs> I don't know. The Wimberley flood gauges are hosting uh, teapot racing. Tea racing. Uh, have you heard of this teapot racing? I have. I've seen it happen. I know you. Have. <laughs> I'm talking to them. Oh, right. Sorry, the people. Yeah, let's talk about that for a few minutes. Yeah. So, uh, um, so you, you get a teapot, and you get a racer, or a car, a remote-control car. remote-control car, yeah. And you pull the, the plastic, you know, remote-control, the car part, the part that looks like a car, throw it away. Yeah, don't need it. And uh, you take a, a teapot, real or, or usually a plastic toy, whatever you want to do. Something not too fancy. I mean, fan it can be fancy, but nothing expensive. <laughs> because you're going to chop that sucker up and glue it onto your remote control vehicle, and and there you are. And, and, then, you, and then you you can compete with other remote control teapot racers right. in yeah. in a, a uh, in a race. I mean, the one I saw, the one we saw in Vegas, it was basically trying to get through an obstacle course, kind of in a, in a figure eight 
situation. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm imagining you can do anything you want with it. You know, you race them. You know, <laughs> you can have all kind of obstacle courses, maybe straightaway races. Um, we'll see what the, I don't. I have no idea what they what plans are using. I know in Las Vegas, it didn't seem like the goal was to win the race, but to have a good time. Yeah, just have a good I time. Mean, remote control cars are just fun. Right. Um, they had a one. One guy had a parrot riding it, and that parrot was having a blast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know that putting live animals on a remote control uh, teapot is necessarily a good well, policy, but the parrot was having. Seem to be enjoying himself. He liked being the center of attention. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> but there's actually a there's actually a website for uh-huh. teapot racing. Splendidteapotracing.com. <laughs> right. And it's all. I mean, there's some Ooh. fancy teapots on here. <laughs> all kinds of teapots. I'll put a, I'll post a, lo- a, a note. I'll post a link to this website. And there's rules in here somewhere. I saw like official official racing rules. Um, I guess. I guess. But yeah, it's a, it's a it's a big website. There's all kinds of stuff on here. Yeah, I did check that out. <laughs> awesome. But yeah, that looks like it'll be a good time. So we've now talked about events through the beginning of September. Oh, I think. Yep. Well, I need to mention the end of September real quick. The last week in the 23rd, 25th, I'm going to Symposium in Seattle. Seattle. It's a long way away, and I know it's not Texas. It's north, north, east, west. Northwest? North, north, east, west. (laughs) Yeah, far away. Wow. But um, I'm looking forward to this. I have no idea what to expect at this place, but I'm hoping to have a good time. If my plan is to record a bonus episode while I'm there (laughs) with maybe a guest host, that's my plan. So now we we should move on. Time to move on to to reviews. Let's review something. Um, I think we should do the movie first. I think we should do... We've just been talking about events. Oh. Let's review oh, uh, what we did. Events. Yeah, we just came from what was that? A slept since then. Uh, we uh, the HeroCon? No, no. Yes. I don't know. No. What are you talking about? Just came from where? <laughs> well, I know we did. We did just come from HeroCon <laughs> yesterday, which is a, a local I'm lost cosplay convention, mostly. Yeah. It was a good time. Yeah, I didn't um, see the steampunk but, there, but, but I could have dressed up if I wanted to. They would have accepted me. Were we talking about something? The, card, been... the card game? Our card, the oh, card yeah, game. yeah. Let's talk about, let's talk yes. about the, the Uber card game. Steve Metz's Uber Uber card game that we that we had him on our podcast yeah. last time. If you listen to the interview with Steve Metz uh, last episode, uh, great interview. We talked about a lot of things. Yep. Steve is uh, elbows deep in the, <laughs> in the uh, game writing business yep and he has uh, a plethora of books and we only talked about the ones that he does for steampunk yep. uh, i've learned since that uh, yeah he's all over the place <laughs> uh, yep and he also he made a card game as well that we mentioned mm-hmm. and after the interview we played one we played a game we said we would in the in the uh show and after we turned the recorded off we did play it yep and now we want to talk about it yes we do um I had fun with it. Um, I think the rules were uh, by ourselves. The rules were a little hard, but once he explained them to us, it made more sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they a little, a little maybe rewriting uh, of yeah. the of the rule page could have uh, cleared up some confusion. But once we did it once or twice, it, it totally made sense. You're you're basically using the cards to build a 
vehicle. Yep. A vehicle. I don't want to say yep. airship because yeah. they're not some, necessarily in the air. Yep. Some fly, some don't. Some dig underground. <laughs> some are submarines. Some are tanks or something. Uh, there's. It depends on what cards you play, what side of mode of transportation you have, mm-hmm. but they all are based around a a and steam engine. Steam right? engine that gives you, and some steam engines are bigger or better than others. You meaning how many, how what you can how put many on your ship. Yeah. You can put on. <laughs> And each card, it gives you uh, more description of, of what you have and more abilities. Yep, you can pick weapons, you can pick armor, uh, crew. Mm-hmm. And uh, you go around the table, each person throwing down cards and picking up more cards uh, until your ships are finished. Mm-hmm. And then for the most part, the whole card picking up, card playing bit part is over. Then... Then you you attack each other with these things and blow each other up, knocking those cards off your ships uh, little by little. Right. We, we played the quick version, so we weren't replenishing cards in our hand. The, the cards in our hand determined how many moves we can make. Um, or, you could, or you could use a turn to add more cards back onto your ship Right, someone has blown some off. Right, but it was all with cards in our hand. But since we weren't replenishing cards in our hand, it, it went for a quick game. The quick game is quick, obviously. <laughs> well, I, I, it still took, you know, a good 30 minutes or so. Yeah. And we had a good time. Yeah. And I beat your ass. Yeah, yeah. I limped away in defeat. <laughs> he could have blown me out of the sky completely, but he let me limp away. <laughs> I, had, I, I barely had an engine. I had no weapons and no armor. I was, I was a sitting dog. shoot a man in the back. That's... <laughs> <laughs> and Steve, he ran away himself. He he submerged or something, right? And oh no, I blew him. Oh, I thought he, I thought he like he, went and went. He went away because he couldn't go into hiding. Uh, he couldn't repair his ship. He could not repair his ship anymore, but he couldn't shoot back. Is that what he did? I well, thought that's what he did. There are rules for if you go into hiding and don't come back. <laughs> you're you're basically out of the game. Right. I thought that's what he did, but I you're probably right. But it, you, by you, rules, you blew him up. You by the rules, really good. he 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 forfeited. Was out of the game. <laughs> yeah. Flavio could not hide, nope. and there's no running away rules nope, without hiding. <laughs> so all he could do was cower until somebody ended him, yeah. which I would not do. So, so but we agreed <laughs> to call this uh, yeah, he wanted a big game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I mean, if there was a, there's other parts. There's a part, there's a part that we didn't play was that we replenished the cards in our hand, which would have kept it going. It would have kept the fight going. I might have been able to repair myself. <laughs> and continue the fight. Um, but it was fun. It played yeah. really well once we kind of understood what these things are for. And uh, definitely worth worth checking out. Does he have this uh, this game like at his store? I don't think he did. Um, honestly, I don't know. We will find <laughs> if there is a link where you can order this darn thing. Uh, we will we will put it the link yeah, down. I, I always uh, put I, I always try to put links on our Facebook page. Texas Steampunk Connection. <laughs> Pretty simple. Texas Steampunk Connection. Yes, right. I put the links underneath the 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 podcast. You know, so it, like in the description, in the comments. Oh, okay. Right. I put the links in the comments under our, under the podcast release when I release it. Okay. I put them in the comments. So if you go to our page, the Texas Steampunk Connection, you'll see the episode like back last week, the last not last week, the last episode five. In the comments are all the links of the things we talked about. It'll be the same for the episode six, this one. Right. Um. So yeah. So now I don't know. I think we should talk about the movie. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We we saw. I came up with the idea. Hey, I I googled steampunk movies to see what the internet thought was move were, were steampunk movies, and there was a list. 
And I figured, I came up with the idea, hey, we should watch one and determine, was it steampunk or not? Or, you know, was it good? Or was it good? Yeah, good or was it steampunk? And we scoured the internet for minutes. <laughs> A lot of the movies are ones who, and we have already heard about. Yep. Um, they're pretty pretty well-known. Yeah. Uh, I still think we should watch some of Wild those. Wild West, you yep. know, is the first one that always comes to my mind. Right. And I think it's great. Yes. I don't care what everybody says. <laughs> I but, like it. I still think we should watch we some of those well-known ones. Some of them. I mean, because like some of them, I'm not sure, are, are steampunk. Like, I think Sherlock Holmes with Ronnie Don... Ronnie Don Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. is on our list. <laughs> right. And I'm not really quite sure if it's steampunk. So yeah, I need to watch it again and determine. It's Victorian, right? Yeah. So that's why, we, that's why we need to watch it. I think. Or we can just review it I now. But it. I, I liked it. But is it steampunk? So I, I, we need to, I think we need to take another look at it. I think there are, there are way other... Are there a well, lot more other movies that people haven't necessarily heard of that we should spend more time with? Okay, we For can do that. For example... Well, because uh, like they have like, there's the top ten steampunk movies. And okay. some of them look... I mean, like, there's your Wild Wild West, nope. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, mm-hmm. well, Steam Boy. Are we going to include anime? Because well, they included anime. There's a lot of animes that, that yeah. kind of fall into the steampunk genre. I mean, shoot. Uh, uh, Final Fantasy... The whole series of video games have a, a weird steampunk bent to them. Oh, but I don't one. want to review those. Here's um, one that I've never heard of: the mysterious geographic explorations of Jasper Morello. <laughs> see, see, there are strange <laughs> movies out there that have got to be worth somebody talking about. Right, and we will be that somebody. Yes, for you. We're, we'll scour the internet for you know, let you a minute know or two. We'll figure something out. If this thing was was a stinker, or yeah, should you waste your time? Stuff? Should you watch it? that you never heard of. Uh, and that's what we did this time. Yes. Uh, we found, what's a, uh, you wrote down the name here. Yeah, but if you can read my writing. Uh, the Extraordinary Adventures of Adelaide Blanc. Yes, Extraordinary Adventures of Adelaide Blanc. We found this on Amazon. Uh, it was not one of the Amazon Prime movies. We had to pay money for it. <laughs> yeah. So that's three bucks on it. There it is. There it is. And it is a French film. Yes. With, uh, we we had the dub. With, we watched with, the dub we version. The dub version, because I hate watching subtitles. <laughs> uh, and I'll do it if I have to. There's a lot of great kung fu uh, out there that I have to take subtitles. <laughs> According to Wikipedia, it was Adelaide Rise of the Mummy in Malaysia and Singapore is how it was released. <laughs> uh, wow! Wait, really? There was a mummy in there? Oh yes, there was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's been a few while weeks. Um. So yeah, so we we watched it and and now we can talk about yep. it. It was released in 2010. We are going to spoil some things. Yep, there's going to be some spoilers because it's know, hard to talk about it without spoiling some things. We can tell you, yeah, it was great. Oh, it was terrible, but that doesn't do anything. So right. it was it great? It was entertaining. <laughs> it wasn't terrible. <laughs> uh. Right. So th- there's our great reviews. Um, <laughs> It wasn't a bad movie. It was worth a watch. Um, I mean, I didn't. I didn't regret watching it. No, it was fun. Um, but was then, it steampunk? It fell into the Victorian era. Um, it sort of played with the, the idea of Victorian science, <laughs> yeah. but some, but some pseudo weird. The, the pseudoscience just yeah. It wasn't gadgetry, <laughs> and, and it, it was hard to call it science at this point. Uh, you know, Victorians probably would have thought of it as back then, know, yeah, the, the the greatest modern 
Well, I'll just I'll, 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 science, but it was goofy. <laughs> I'll read this. I'll read this sentence. While experimenting with the telepathic techniques, he has been researching. Professor, I can't pronounce his name. Weird old bald guy. Hatches a 136 million year old pterodactyl egg, <laughs> resulting in the death of a former prefect. Anyway, yeah. This so is the he, beginning of the movie, so we're really not spoiling anything. It's just a museum with a pterodactyl egg on display. And in telepathically, time, using his powers of the mind from across the city, even. <laughs> Uh, hatches the egg through mind control and controls the, the, the pterodactyl that is born. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And is that science? <laughs> to them it was. <laughs> it, it's just kind of hard to swallow. Right. A little bit. And that's, not, and that's not even the main plot. That was just on the side. Well, going along alongside the plot. Yeah. Um, yeah. The main plot was Adelaide Blanc. She was a reporter, a book writer or something. Uh, yeah, she was a she was an author. An author, right? Um, she her whole thing was she needed to find something to help her sister who was in an accident and was in a vegetative state. Right, right. And her way of finding this was oh, let's go dig up this mummy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, mo- modern science and medicine could not help her, but uh, so uh, she was going to find it, it, the mummy of the doctor of the pharaoh. Yeah. And raised him from the dead in the same way that the weird old bald guy right. was able to yeah, raise the yeah. pterodactyl. Yeah, the pterodactyl was his. So that's why that sort of comes together. Right, yeah, the pterodactyl was his um, experiment to see if it would work kind of situation. Uh-huh. <laughs> his first try. But yeah, and so this turned into kind of like a. She was kind of like a Laura Croft slash Indiana Jones I, mix, kind of. The best thing about this movie for me was. was the character of Adelaide. Yeah, yeah. She was a master of disguise. She uh, <laughs> she played a very uh, in- engaging and interesting Indiana Jones-like character without being a carbon copy of Indiana Jones in a skirt. Right. She is she is definitely a, a female character, uh, feminine, and and uh, her her manners, manner of speaking, and interacting with other people. She's she's a female character. And not a woman playing a dude role. Yeah, definitely. but she's still, you know, all out uh, pulp adventure. Uh, yep. Yeah, it was more pulp than steampunk, I think. Yeah, yeah. I but then that, that, that was gonna. That, that's been in my mind recently. Like, how far does pulp and steampunk actually mix? I mean, because a lot of time pulp doesn't really involve steampunk gadgets, but yeah. a lot of steampunk has pulp in it. You know, so I I, I, kind of, I like them both. I mean, obviously, I'm a fan of both. I think Pulp falls much closer to the diesel punk uh, okay. space. Okay, I can see that. And then diesel punk sort of crosses over uh, or folds into, into the yeah. steampunk realm. But you're right. You're you're really kind of out on a branch there. Uh, eh. Yeah, because I because I'm thinking. I'm I mean, not going to let it slow me down. Right. I mean, because I'm thinking like. Uh, let's let's play once. Well, we're still talking about the movie, but just a quick side note. Like, let's play. Is it steampunk? How about like the Shadow? Remember the old Shadow, that Shadow movie? Uh-huh. And I love that movie. Yeah, it was a good movie. Um, and, and, but just the whole concept of the Shadow was that. Is there any steampunk involved in that, or is it just straight pulp? I mean, because he does do kind of gadgetry every once in a while. He does, but it's not Victorian. Yeah, right. It's 1920s mobsters. Um, but he's, he's, but he's anti-establishment. He's classic Batman. Yeah. Uh, well, I think he was like one of the... Yeah, he's precursor to Batman for sure. Right, right. But there, there was... <laughs> so was Zorro. There was... Uh, uh, Zorro. Um, the Phantom. Uh, uh, no, I was seeing a, a green... Hornet? 
Hornet. Yeah, the Green uh, Hornet. You know, that, the, all those guys have the same sort of Batman backstory. Yep. Uh, rich guys who go to Nepal. Um, <laughs> learn powers. Yeah. Learn powers. Better than them. <laughs> because they are white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and come back in the superheroes. Um, but yeah, how's the, that's not real steampunk. But, but yeah, yeah, I, I can't call that. But it's very pulpy. Like I said, I don't. To me, it bleeds over a lot in my head. I mean, as much as I try to separate it, it bleeds into in my own head. It bleeds in there. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know, and and the uh, the setting for uh, the adventures of uh, Adelaide Blanc uh, <laughs> are Victorian. Uh, Definitely, it, so that feels like Victorian in France, uh, even though it does have a much more pulp. Uh, feel to it. Uh, and, yeah, the science was kind of pseudo-woodoo. It, it was woo-woo. woo-woo but, and and I, I wouldn't say there was anything rebellious. Uh, there wasn't an anti-establishment bent to it. <laughs> well, she did break a guy out of jail. <laughs> <Two times. laughs> um, I, I would say, sure, sure. This, this, uh, it, it was steampunk I, enough. I adequately steampunk. It was it was it was it was, a, it, was a, it was a fun watch. I mean, it doesn't fall into the what the internet calls top ten <laughs> list. But yeah, but it was there, and it was a little gem hiding amongst the list that's here that I see here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right between. Well, I don't know if it's any particular order, but yeah, it's there. And it was it was a fun little it was a fun little movie. I, I enjoyed it. So you know, so if you like pulp, um, you like if you liked Indiana Jones or. You know, any of those kind of adventures, this is a good one. You know, as long as you look over the fact that there's a, you know, a guy floating in the air bringing a pterodactyl back to life. If you can get past that, you're good. And walking, talking mummies. Oh, yeah. With an English accent. Yeah, they're very polite. (laughs) (laughs) Even the pharaoh was polite for the most part. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now I want to be in. <laughs> so yeah, we'll give I'll give I'll give this movie a thumbs up. I definitely should watch it. Once again, it's the, the Extraordinary Adventures of Adelaide Blanc or Blanc Sec. Um I'll put I, I, once again I'll put a link to the Wikipedia or or I'll put a link to it. Yeah, like I said, it was, it was my, afternoon watch with the kids. Uh, oh yeah, very very kid friendly or very, very friendly. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Once again, that was that was released in 2010. So it's it's a few years old, six years old. That's not bad. Nonetheless, I bet you haven't heard of it. Yeah, it's a French movie. Hey, like that like that last anime we saw was a French movie. French are doing some good steampunk. Apparently, we're trying to do steampunk. Have we reviewed that movie. Oh yeah, the first first episode. Okay. I think. <laughs> we have to go. That was a good one. <laughs> we'll have to go back and listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I recommend it. I I definitely recommend that one. Yes. So I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a book here, a novel that I read. Okay. Uh, it is called "The Dream of Perpetual Motion," a novel by Dexter Palmer. Dream of perpetual motion. The dream of perpetual motion. Okay. A novel, Dexter Palmer. <laughs> I don't really quite know. This book was a fairy tale for the most part, kind of like told in the fashion of um, the Princess Bride. But it's a dark fairy tale. <laughs> Those are the best kind. It's, it's it, yeah. I don't. I'm, I'm still processing the book. It's been two weeks since I've read it, and it's still processing in my head. Wow. Um, let me. I'll read. I'll read what it says in the jacket. Um, in prison for life aboard a zeppelin that floats high above a fantastic metropolis, 
The greeting card writer Harold Winslow pins his memoirs. His only companions are the dis disembodied voice of Miranda Talgent, the only woman he has ever loved, and the cryogenically frozen body of her father. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 okay. I understand. Um, the genius and industrial magnet who, who drove her insane. The tale of Harold's life is also one of the one of an alternate reality, a lucid waking dream in which the well-heeled have mechanical men for servants, where the realms of fairy ta fairy tales can be built from scratch, and where replicas of deserted islands exist within skyscrapers. As Harold's childhood infatuation with Miranda changes over twenty years to love and then to obsession, the visionary inventions of her father also change Harold's entire world transforming it from a place of music and miracles to one of machines and noise. And as the Herald heads toward a last desperate confrontation with Prespero to save Miranda's life, he finds himself an unwitting participant in the creation of the greatest invention of them all, the perpetual motion machine. Um, <laughs> that sounds really complicated. It was. That's why I said I'm still processing the book. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, it's written, like I said, the main character, Harold, it's, it's his memoirs. The first... It's written in, when it's in present day, it's in first person, right? Okay. He's written. It's written in first person. Like I did this, I did that. I'm writing right. this, blah blah blah. Right. But then he goes into his past about his, you know, as a child and growing up. He turns it into third person, talking about himself. He talks about himself in third person. So basically, like he'll just That's he'll strange. yeah. I mean, he'll call him. He'll say Harold this and Harold that. But it's him writing his memoirs. He, he writes. He writes about himself in third third person. So the flashbacks become a third person. Mm -hmm. uh, right. And it's, and he's, it's basically just a damsel in distress. Yeah. He's the hero, but he's not, there's no action really in this book. It's not an action packed book. In fact, he's barely even a hero. He barely does anything heroic. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that's why it's a really, like I said, it's dark <laughs> and it's hard to process. At first, you know, there have been parts where we were all like, I, I don't know if I can read this anymore. It's kind of depressing. But then it, then it picks up a little bit. <laughs> um, hmm. The last act was more interesting than the rest. Like the center part, the, it's, it's hard to explain. If you like dark fairy tales, it would be a good book. But I'm not really into dark, dark fairy tales myself, personally. <laughs> so it was kind of a hard read. <laughs> um, the damsel in distress, the crazy inventor in this big tower... Um, and like I said, the most, the most steampunk is that there's a Zeppelin, <laughs> um, the mechanical men all over the place, basically like clockwork men kind of thing. They're not robots. So are the mechanical men real or they're they servants? Kind of they're, they're kind of like servants. Imagined. See, cause the description was strange. Yeah, exactly. Okay. All right. The, basically, yeah, everything was run like the mechanical men were basically like servants, like, you know, like, a, mm -hmm. you know, not even citizens. They're just mechanical men. They didn't have, they weren't artificially intelligent. They were just built to do a thing <laughs> over and over and over again. Um, the inventor, yeah, he was crazy inventor, crazy old wizard in his tower with a damsel in distress. <laughs> it's hard to explain without too many spoilers, I guess you can say. Um, so did you like it? Would you, is it thumbs up or thumbs down? I liked half of it. <laughs> oh, that's, that doesn't really speak well for me. Yeah, like I said, one of the it got good toward the, the the end got better. I like the end, the last act. I mm -hmm. guess you can say part four. Okay. <laughs> um, there was a few parts in here were were interesting. 
couple of confusing parts, though. Like I said, it was written in first person. It's his, he's writing his memoirs. Mm -hmm. And then it goes into third person. And he's writing about his past. But there's a couple of sections in there where it turned into a third person of somebody else. And I don't understand how that happened and how he knew what was going on. <laughs> so I think it might have been a mistake on the author's part for the view. Mm. <laughs> um, you, know, you know, what's going on kind of thing. Because suddenly it's like suddenly they're talking about somebody else. Like, well, how does he know what's going on? This is supposed to be his memoirs, you know? Yeah, okay. So, so this, that was, there, wasn't, there wasn't a whole lot of that. There was just like maybe a little chapter or two thrown in there like that. And I don't know, understand how or how he explains that away because he didn't really explain it. Okay. But overall, I mean, I don't know. If it, I don't, if there's no rating system. We don't have a rating system. But it's not kind of up or down. Yeah. But if we had a rating system, I'd go down the middle. <laughs> you know, like if we had like a one to ten, I'd go five. So it was <laughs> meh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And it took me a long time to read it because it was slow. <laughs> you know? But I mean, but it's it was a it was a steampunk novel. That I like the cover. It's a pretty cover. <laughs> that's what got my attention. Never judge a book by its cover. Well, that's how it gets your eye, unfortunately. Okay. So good marketing, mad book. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. I I read it for you, people. Give you <laughs> so. It's a it's a fairy tale. We there's, bleed for you. There, there's no there's no high there's no high octane action in it. <laughs> um, there, it's it's kind of a love story. I'm not even sure how much in love he really was with the woman. <laughs> you know? Oh man, it's weird. Like I said, it was just weird. Okay, you know. All right. So that uh, that's all I can really say about that. I'm done with I'm done talking about that. So where are we with time? Oh, where are we with time? Let's double check. We're at forty-five minutes. Wow, we've been talking a lot. So this is gonna okay. be. <laughs> uh, let's go. Let's go straight to the comic. Right. We both read a comic. We or, both read it. Yes. It, it is a, me to read. <laughs> I gave him homework. Um, actually, it's a graphic novel, "The Five Fists of Science," written by Matt Fraction. For you comic book fans, he's a he's a well-known name. <laughs> and Steve Sanders. And uh, illustrated by well, okay, Matt Fraction wrote it. Steve Sanders drew it. <laughs> Yeah, we should say the interview to review this is going to have to be lots and lots of spoilers. Yeah, spoilerific, spoilerific. I like the back cover. I like how it's like a it's a newspaper. I like the layout entirely. It feels very uh, like the beginning and the end of really kind of established the the look and feel mm -hmm. uh, of it. Uh, so this this book involves Mark Twain, uh, Nicholas Tesla, Nikola Tesla, uh, J P Morgan. Um, uh, who else? Thomas Edison. Oh yes, Edison. Uh, uh, Marconi and uh, Andrew Carnegie. Andrew Carnegie and and, and the, the the lady who I'd never heard of before. Yeah, Bertha Sophia Felic <laughs> something Felicitisa Fafar von Sutterner. Bertha von Sutterner, who yeah. I. I Unfortunately, have not heard of before, so I'll have to look yeah, up. Apparently, she lived between yeah, a little blip here. She, ate, she was born 1843, died, teen, died 1914. She was an Australian writer, um, and apparently, she was she was friends with Tesla and Mark Twain. <laughs> okay, so same social circles. Um, and it should be said that right up front, um, in the voice of Mark Twain. <laughs> the writer says, we're going to take liberties with history <laughs> to a huge degree to tell this this story, and they do. That's <laughs> very <laughs> um, Wow. Where to start? So, um, well, it picks up after Mark Twain wrote his 
book, I think. Tom Sawyer. Uh, right, right. Mark Twain is in his older years, and uh, his his major works that they make you read in school are are out and established. Um, and he's poor. But Mark Twain has blown all of his loot on uh, whatever it is he does, and uh, so he's looking for some fast cash. Uh, meanwhile. Nikola Tesla has developed a uh, device that is going to end all war. And this is, as much as I'm about to tell you, this is historically accurate. He may, he's developed a device to end all war because it is a weapon that will wipe humanity off the face of the planet. And he wanted to sell it to every, every right? he wanted to give it, I think, I have to, I'm not turning on either way. To all countries, so that everyone would have the weapon and everyone would be afraid to use it. Right. That is true. So nobody will use it. Yeah. And that is where uh, history and this story diverge mm -hmm. because uh, Mark Twain, I mean, not Mark, yeah, Mark Twain comes back. Mark Twain comes back. It's his idea to sell this to all the governments of the world. So he is basically a, a uh, war profiteer. Mm hmm. <laughs> Which, but he wants to stop war. That's why he's doing it. The argument is yeah. is is feels really ridiculous from our point of view now. Um, and the the device that uh, Nikola Tesla has built is not the uh, Tesla. Um, what was I thinking? I don't, I don't know. I, I honestly uh, don't know what he built. Tesla death death ray. Oh, death that ray. he developed in this in this. Uh, book. He has developed a giant mecha. Giant remote control mecha. Yep. It's not really remote control because you have to like oh. stand on the top of the darn thing. No. Yeah. You put on something and it. Uh huh. Are you inside it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Up in the head area. Yeah. Um. And uh, so Mark Twain tries to sell it to the governments. They refuse. <laughs> so they go on this this campaign to scare the public into wanting to buy this thing by, and they don't really describe it, but they generate a uh, hologram, holographic giant giant monsters. And then they send the giant robot to go destroy them, which it does because they're not real. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. And it's working for the most part, getting their attention. Meanwhile, Edison is doing mystical. Yeah. Uh, JP Morgan, Thomas Edison, um, I think Carnegie as well. Uh, Carnegie and and uh, Marconi yeah. are all part of a uh, oh, cult society thing. Uh, occultists who are trying to. Uh, it doesn't say it, but they're they're pulling a Lovecraftian references to summon up an an ancient one or something. And on the side, they're doing stuff like they captured a yeti. Because why not? Yeah, they just go out and they capture. And Edison things. has this yeah. uh, uh, macabre uh, zoo of strangeness, and he feeds people to his yeti for funsies. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's yeah. It's, it's, so I mean, this this the comic starts out very okay. You understand these things from history, and and then it goes complete full tilt gonzo. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a fun read. I liked it. I mean, I really did. I enjoyed it. I, I did too. I I'm still not really quite sure who exactly were the five fifths of science. Was it supposed to be the the governments when they sold? No, no, no. Cut to the end. 
like practically the last page. Uh, boom, five tests of science. Oh, those guys, okay. It, they're not all necessarily scientists. No. Um, well, one of the guys is totally fictional. There's Von, uh, Mrs. Von Sutner, uh, Sam Clements, uh, Nikola Tesla, uh, Marconi, and an and entirely fictional uh, assistant to Timothy Nikola Poon, Tesla. Yeah. Um, who's basically he doesn't know anything about science, but he he's his gopher. Although in the in the characters it has birth eighteen eighty four, death nineteen seventy five, wholly fictional. Whoop de doo, whoop de doo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they describe all of the the historical references to their characters except him. He's just whoop de doo. <laughs> but they gave him a, a birth and death. <laughs> well, sure, why not? Um, okay, so that's the five fifths of science. I, I missed that part. All right, I thought. Because when he because when he first said it, he was talking about yeah yeah yeah. Um, he Mark was, Twain pulls out the four fists, and then someone sort of corrects him. He goes five five fists five fists of science, and I didn't understand any what what they were referring to at all. Yeah, that's where that's yeah that's where I got lost right there. But, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now it makes more sense now that I know that those are the five fists of science. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, like I said, the back cover is just like a like a newspaper thing, you know. Science, no longer the realm of the fop, the dandy, or the psychic. Science, no longer the purview of the landed gentry of the month or the moneyed upper class. Science is today. Science is now. Science is for you. <laughs> or come one, come all to this, a grand old adventure in a brand new tradition. The escape artist, the penny dreadful, the pulp adventure, the pictotrask compendium, the graphic novel, the five fists of science. And it just has a bunch of blurbs like that. It's really fun. Um, but I, I recommend it. I, I recommend it. Five-fifths of science. No criticisms whatsoever? Well, well go ahead and criticize. I, I, have few, but cool. I wanted to give you a chance. I, I, I'm sure there are. I just can't think of one right off the bat. Okay. Yeah, I just read it last night, so I, it's very fresh in my mind. I thought it was too short. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, the, the, like I said, the, the, the plot gets wild and crazy by the end and I wish they'd have um, sort of played it out and explained it in further to to build up tension okay. over over more yeah, I see and that. instead of just going <laughs> um, and it would have given the opportunity to the, the art is fantastic and I wish there was more of it and I wish I could see what was going on better if there were you know more pages and more uh, uh, frames because sometimes it was really hard to tell what the heck was going on. Um, I mean, heck, at some point, did you realize that uh, J.P. Morgan turns into the giant mouth monster that the giant robot has to defeat? Uh, oh, I I you didn't that. even notice that because it's yeah. sort of in the background and then they're running away from this hideous gobbling monster. That is J.P. Morgan. Uh, and you see him, uh, he starts in this, you know, ceremonial mask, and as the ceremony continues, he starts to look more weird and creepy, <laughs> and, but you don't, it's, it's not, like, in your face, you have to, like, take notice of it, yeah, yeah, turn, turn forward, so, uh, something's being fed to the Yeti there. Uh, 
that is what J.P. Morgan turns into. <laughs> okay. And, and you don't notice. Yeah. Um, because because it's everything is so condensed and and crammed. You're you're like looking through a peephole into a a great story, and you're only getting little pieces. So I wish I wish there was more. Right. I think it it wow. the characters could have been done more development. Uh, the story could have been more well developed. Um, yeah, because it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think that's unfortunate. That's a, that's a result of them only having so much. And this was originally released as individual comics. This is a graphic novel combination, I mm-hmm. think, of four or five. Um, and a lot of times, they're not really given a choice of how many they can release. Yeah. You know? So they got they got to do what they can with what they have. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a big giant mech <laughs> yeah, yeah. with a birdcage on top of it. It's got Cthulhu esque type monsters in it. Um, Tesla and Edison, how, how much how much more steampunk can you get? <laughs> right. yeah. There's no question that we, this passes the test. This is this is steampunk. Um, I don't think my criticism is negative. I mean, how negative could it be by saying I wish there was a lot more? Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was good. Um, and since it's all in one graphic novel, it's uh, low commitment financially. Yeah, and th- I mean, this, and this and it's not hard to find. It's been. Man, it's been reprinted many times. I think I currently have what is the the 18th edition. This has been reprinted a lot. Wow. <laughs> um, so they just didn't expect this to go very far, and then they sold out, and they printed more, and they sold out, and they printed more. Exactly. That's a good problem to have. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a, I think it's because I never I didn't see it when it first came out. I did, so it it flew under the radar for me, and it's by the by the image. It's released. It's an image comic, uh, image template. Which is one of the big four, you know, DC, Marvel, Image, and Dark Horse, I believe, are the big four for me. Um, there are others out there, but those are the big ones. And Image has been, Image is up there with Marvel and DC, really. I mean, it doesn't have a consolidated world, but they put out a lot of good stuff. Um, and like I said, this one flew under the radar when it first came out. And I, I, was, I was happy to see it again, and I found it. Um, I wish I had a more earlier edition because I'm I'm just weird that way. <laughs> but, you are the comic book guy. Yeah, but yeah, I oh no I'm sorry. Well, it says 18, but it says third printing here. So but still, okay. <laughs> I don't so know why it says 18. flavor text. Yeah, I like that. But still, it's right, been right. printed many times. Um, but yeah, if you can find it, go for it. Um, I, like I said, I'll put a link up to it for Amazon or someplace, and you know, look it up. Science, a fun little comic romp. Uh, a quick uh, evening's read. I can't get any more steampunk than that. Definitely. So we did that. We did that. Um, there isn't really much else to talk about. Do we have what we got? I mean, we're at fifty-eight minutes. We can go over a little over. It's no big deal. No, no, no. Well, <laughs> do we have anything else we could talk about in two weeks? Um, well, I just want to bring up a TV show real quick. Um, okay. Houdini and Doyle. Um, it's one season out. Um, it. To me, I mean, I like it. It's really fun. Basically, Houdini, you know, the escape artist, <laughs> um, Harry Doyle, um, Conan. Arthur Conan Doyle. Arthur Conan Doyle, yeah, sorry, the writer of Sherlock Holmes. Um, they, they, it's a buddy, it's a buddy mystery. They, they team up to solve mysteries <laughs> in London. Well, actually, then they moved to Canada later, but they basically... Houdini. <laughs> Um, but it's basically you know, Houdini. He's a, he's always been known for not believing in supernatural, and Doyle's always been known for believing in supernatural. And the mysteries always have a possible supernatural bent to them. 
So Doyle's there to prove that they're supernatural, while Houdini's there to show no, there's no supernatural. This is not, there's a perfectly reasonable explanation of what's going on. Most of the episodes kind of end with probably not supernatural, but they always leave a little bit of a maybe. <laughs> there was. Um, so I don't know how steampunk it is. It does go into the Victorian. Mm-hmm. Um, Thomas Edison does show up in one of the episodes, and he does have a big weird gadget thing to talk to the dead. <laughs> Did he steal it from somewhere else? No, well... I don't think he admitted it, but me, but he said he made it. He invented it. <laughs> that's why I had it in. Kind of allowed you to listen to Martian. Uh, Maybe it was based along the same principles. <laughs> but yeah, so the whole thing was, you know, is there is this place haunted? The place they're at is it haunted? And what 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 are dead saying to us? And so I mean, that there's your gadgets, you know. So at least that one episode was steampunkish. <laughs> but it's just an overall. I think it's a good bleed into our interest. It's a really cool thing. Um, they're, 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 the way they get along, interact, is really fun. The Houdini and Doyle. It's really, it's a really fun. It's really fun. There's only one season, like twelve episodes, I believe, right now. Um, if you can find it, I recommend it. That's it for that. So, are you watching it on uh, Amazon or Hulu? Uh, or? I have a Fire Stick. <laughs> so you don't remember where it came from? It's yeah. It's 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 kind of like the Roku, or you just it, it pulls in all kinds of stuff from everywhere, and I can watch okay. whatever different networks that are out there. Um, although it was playing after, um, I think it was on one of the major networks at first. You know, it was it was showing. Okay. I, just, I just I just missed the missed like half the season before I realized it existed, <laughs> so I went back and watched it on the Fire Stick. Um, but that that that's all I have to say about that. I do recommend it. Um, Houdini and Doyle. Um, I think that's it. I think we're done. Okay. So right. that sounds good to me. Sounds good to you. Sure. So <laughs> if you have any uh, remarks or suggestions or criticisms <laughs> of this episode, don't be too mean. Um, you can rip us a new one uh, in the comments. Uh, that we're, we're good with that. Yep. Texas Steampunk Connection uh, on Facebook. Thank you for listening to Texas Steampunk Connection, and we will talk to you again in two weeks. Yep. Until uh, then, have a great time. And mind your gauges. <laughs>